Here I was at the end. But every end is the beginning of something new. That's if I survive this. I was up against the man who taught me everything I know about survival, treachery, and the criminal world. And beside me, a friend. No better way to ride into battle, they say. I couldn't have asked for anything more than Kendall's support at this pivotal moment. As we squared off, the end began. Veronica and Kendall square off against the Master and Tyler. Nobody moves. Kendall keeps her gun aimed at Tyler. Tyler does the same. Veronica has her eyes fixed on the Master. The Master gazes at Veronica, calmly, yet still seeing all. And then they leap into action. Tyler fires continuously at Kendall. Kendall is fast, but the bullets are faster. One grazes her upper arm. <sighs> and then Kendall unloads a barrel full at Tyler. Tyler ducks behind the metal column. Damn it. Veronica takes on the master. Master and pupil begin their fight. The master fakes a few moves before landing a blow on Veronica's face. Is that all you got, old man? Veronica taunts the master. She knows that the master's brute strength and experience make him more than a match for her. But the master isn't someone who attacks with words. That's Veronica's forte. In return, Veronica fakes a few moves and throws a roundhouse kick that the master blocks. She converts that to a scissor kick and hits the master squarely in the face. The master staggers back bleeding from his mouth. What's the matter, Rakesh? Angered by Veronica's continual use of his real name, the master grabs Veronica around the throat and slams her onto the ground. The wind knocked out of her, the master begins pummeling Veronica on the ground. In the meantime, Kendall and Tyler continue their fight. Kendall fires at Tyler, but the metal beam covers him too well. Kendall runs out of bullets. Tyler takes this as an opportunity and comes out of his hiding place. He fires at Kendall, who runs for cover. Ah! Son of a... A bullet hits Kendall's shoulder. With rage, Kendall then throws her empty gun at Tyler. The gun hits Tyler squarely in the forehead, throwing him off balance. Kendall runs up to him and sweeps his feet out from under him. Tyler falls to the ground. He takes aim at Kendall, but Kendall is faster. She grabs the nearest canister she can find and throws it at him. The canister breaks open, spilling gasoline all over Tyler. And as Tyler fires his gun, he ignites the liquid covering his body. But the gunshot finds its mark. It hits Kendall in her thigh and she slumps to the ground. <sighs> bitch! As Tyler burns to death, the Master and Veronica are still entangled at the far end of the garage. Hearing Tyler screaming distracts the Master, who has Veronica in a headlock. 
Veronica elbows the master in the head, sending him sprawling away. She capitalizes on his pain and kicks him in the knee. Veronica kicks him again. And Veronica breaks his knee. She stands over him, but the master does not give up. He surprises her with a hit to the face. The master grabs a crowbar and sweeps Veronica's feet. And he props himself up using the crowbar and is about to bring it down on Veronica's skull. But Veronica is quicker. She evades the blow and kicks the broken knee. Veronica grabs the crowbar and knees the master in the face. As the master falls, Veronica stands above him, crowbar raised, ready to kill. Do it. The master looks up at his student, at the face of death. Do it. Kill me. Prove me I taught you well. No. Veronica throws the crowbar aside. I was never one to kill. And with that, she does a spinning back kick to the master so hard, she knocks a few teeth loose. The master falls out cold. Kendall! You okay? Veronica bends down over Kendall. She sees the wounds on her shoulder and takes off her jacket. She rips it apart and ties it around her arm, creating a tourniquet. Oh, this hurts like a bitch. I'm sure you inflicted more pain to that asshole than he did to you. Yeah, he's crispy. (laughs) Smells terrible. Bitch, please. It was either me or him, all right? Tyler lies dead on the far end, a few flames emanating from his body, a charred corpse with fumes around it. I got this. Go type the master before he wakes up. Yeah. Veronica ties the master up and phones Jake. Hello, Jake? Babe, where are you? Lexington. The job's done. Wait, you... Not here. Is the plane ready? It's been there waiting for you. Good. We'll be on it in half an hour. Could you tip the commissioner, please? I'll send you the location. Sure thing. And by the time Veronica and Kendall get on the plane, the police arrive and take the unconscious master into custody. In the plane, Veronica and Kendall listen to the news as Kendall is treated. Ah, careful there. I ain't a surgeon, but this should do for now. Veronica finishes stitching up Kendall's wounds. Kendall tries to focus on the screen, showing images of the master being put into a police car. Turn that up, will ya? Reports say that the man known as the master has been apprehended in a small town in South Carolina. Police determined he was going to sash the money he and his crew stole from a convoy earlier this week. Police reports also state that the master was tied up and beaten by unknown assailants. It is believed that this may be the work of vigilantes. Vigilantes? (laughs) Additionally, three more bodies were found. Two being unidentified men and the other, Umberto Ricardez, the owner. Veronica turns the volume down. And that's a wrap. There is silence between the two friends for a while. Thank you for helping me. Ah, don't mention it. I really needed to get my hands on that son of a bitch anyways. (laughs) So what was that you were calling the master? Rikish something? Rikish. That's his real name. Rikish Patel. How'd you find that out? I didn't. That guy, Umberto, did. I was listening in on the master's deal last night. I mean, I was trying to sabotage it, but Umberto beat me to it. And? I went back to the garage today to question Umberto. He said that the master's mother is actually alive. 
I knew he was lying to us about that dead family story. So, yeah. Old lady in a hospital identified the master's picture on TV, and Umberto just followed the trail. You thinking of finding out more info? Nah. Let her be. The job is done now. Yeah. I'm glad we're done with him. So am I. As Veronica smiles at her friend, 30,000 feet up in the air, she realizes that she has never before felt relieved in this way. She was going back home to the man she loved. When they land, Jake is waiting for them. When she sees Jake, Veronica comes running up to him and jumps into his arms. They kiss passionately. Oh, I've missed you. I've been so worried. That you were going to lose me? Yeah. I ain't going anywhere without you again, honey. You hungry? Starving. So, I was thinking, this deserves a celebration, doesn't it? You really think it does? Of course. My girl's former criminal employer is in the hands of the police, courtesy of my girl herself. So yeah, I think it does. Alrighty then, let's do it. Kendall starts to limp towards them. She has a big smile on her face that changes into pain every time she puts her weight on the bad leg. Ah, don't mind me, I'm all right. Thank you, Kendall. You're welcome. And besides, I've never flown in a private jet before. Happy I can help. The three of them walk back towards the car that awaits them. Jake and Veronica drop Kendall off at the hospital. You sure you're all right? I mean, look at those gunshot wounds, Kendall. They're going to report you. Don't worry. Jake's commissioner friends got me covered. Right, Jake? Yeah, she pulled a few strings. She'll be good. See you guys soon. Be safe. Safe's the last word you associate with me, girl. <laughs> As they drive back to Jake's apartment, Veronica rests her head on Jake's lap, looking deeply into his eyes. What are you thinking? Just how perfect you are for me. <laughs> Anything else? That I owe you a few things. Ah, uh, now that I haven't forgotten. That night, once they arrive at Jake's place, Veronica and Jake go straight up to the bedroom. They rip each other's clothes apart, trying to claw their way to the other person's skin. And when they do, they make sweet but fierce love. Climax, it feels like never before, as if it were the first time for both of them, pure, sensual, and spiritual. As Veronica falls asleep on Jake's chest that night, she is no longer the criminal trained in evil ways. She is the soft woman who craved love and finally found it. And he is not the millionaire businessman. He is instead the man who feels like a king, lying down beside his queen. 
And so that sweet night slowly passes into morning. As Veronica wakes up to a new day, she finds the news of the master all over the media. While she does not once hear his real name being spoken, she decides to keep it to herself for now. Additionally, her name is brought up in the media as the victim of the master's plot and her transformation from vindicated criminal to victim to heroine comes full circle that day. Babe, Atlanta Mornings, the TV show is called. They want to do an interview with you. What? Why? You're a celebrity now. What do I tell them? Well, okay, I guess. Great. Multiple calls like that arrive the same day from news agencies and other media. The spotlight turns back to her. Later that evening, the commissioner pays them a visit. Commissioner, come in. Hello, Miss Kilter. Is Jake in? Yeah, he's in his study making a few calls. Please sit. Actually, I came here to talk to you. Me? Yeah. You see, I apologize for mistrusting you earlier, for not believing your story about the master. Well, you don't need to apologize, Commissioner. You were merely doing your job, and you know, being skeptical is part of it. That it is. So the master has been brought back to Atlanta, where he will await trial for his crimes. That's good to hear. Also, We've managed to apprehend a few more members of his crew. Strangely enough, they all say that you were one point a part of them. Yeah, right. Isn't that what the Master would have wanted them to say? Yeah, that is what we believe, too. The Commissioner nods and agrees with Veronica. But the Commissioner has been at this job for a long time and knows that Veronica is not all the way honest about her involvement in the Master's crew. Either way, the threat on both you and Jake's lives are pretty much gone now. That's a relief. Jake's like a brother to me. Take good care of him, okay? Or I'll lock you up. <laughs> I will. He loves you a lot. I know. And then, again, there is a knock at the door. Now who's that? Let me check. Oh, hey, Rochelle! Kendall! Thought we'd pay you guys a visit. How are things? Oh, hey, Commissioner. Miss Morris. The commissioner sees Kendall, and although her eyes narrow, she nods at her. Well, I'd better get going. Not so fast, commissioner. Jake comes out of his study and shakes the commissioner's hand. Thank you for everything. Always. Wait, why don't you stay for a drink? Uh, I don't know. Come on, commissioner. Have a drink with us. Well, if you insist. Yes, we do. Take a break and enjoy yourselves. Isn't that right, ladies? Of course. Cheers. And then the unthinkable happens. A bullet rips its way through the living room and hits Jake in the sternum. Jake! As Jake falls down, the bullet lodged firmly in his chest, chaos erupts. The atmosphere of enjoyment is immediately broken. Jake, baby, no, no, no. As Veronica sobs, the commissioner calls her men to check for a sniper. Kendall rushes to the kitchen to find anything to help stop the bleeding. Rochelle sinks to the floor in horror, and Jake looks in Veronica's eyes as the light in his slowly begin to fade. Oh, no, no, no. Stay with me, Jake. Stay with me, my love. 